0: Well, the night has come, and my beer is dark, and the hazies have been thrown into the sea. It's an evening recording, James. Apparently, and you must it have is. already... Did you get into the
1: schnapps or what? No, no, I'm just opening now. Ah, nice. I, mine doesn't do that. It's coming out of a bottle this time.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: This one is from our friends at Alt Brew, a gluten free brewery, their eighteen oh eight robust porter. Which is nice. probably the best porter I've ever had.
0: Hmm. You know me and Porters. Mm-hmm. You'll have to uh, have to take me there if we're ever allowed to travel again. Yeah. <laughs> Smuggle me some. Yeah. I am having a Viva La Lager, a Mexican dark lager from my friends up the road or Reverie here. Nice. And I have some peanut butter cups next to me, and I'm not sure that's going to really work with it, so I think they're going to sit off to the side. I'm surprised they're
1: not actually in the beer. That seems to be their no. trend up there.
0: No, that's, that that's not in a dark lager. Ugh.
1: Hey, It's probably has lactose and glitter in it, too.
0: No, and actually, it's funny you bring up lactose. It's on my list for this evening. Ah, what are we talking about? Tonight we are talking about uh, I don't know what we'll actually call this episode, but I titled my notes "Things that piss us off." All right, I'm thinking "Things we hate." Okay, Th- things we hate probably will get us past the iTunes censors. Mm-hmm. Things we hate. Mm-hmm. This is so, a, this is a, a rant episode. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we were due. We are. Yeah. Yep. I, I think we're due for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I since you brought it up, I-, I can't stand lactose and anything, and I you know me porters stouts i like the dark stuff but you know the pastry stout thing um even even a milk stout which i know is a more acceptable mm-hmm. type of beer I, I just the the sweetness to it and the the texture it's 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 too smooth i don't know i don't know i given a choice for a stout give me a nitro any day and a nitro that's at like four to six percent not one of these in, in, imperial yeah. lactose sweets. Blah, yep. blah, blah.
1: So if it tastes like it's got icing piped into it, <laughs> um, no wrong. But anyway, I mean, we, I guess that we could talk about those are things we hate, things we hate in beer, things we hate in, in the hop produce production community, things we hate in the, in the brewing and beer industry in general. Um, we're going to keep it to to that scope, you know. We're not going to start talking about you know things, people, people, other. Well, <laughs> people within that scope, I'm sure are fine. But oh, okay, uh, um, yeah, let's let's keep it there, and we abs- stay somewhat on
0: on topic. We yeah.
1: absolutely do not have to keep it civil.
0: Oh God, no, no, no! Nope. That the, there's a skip button for a reason yep. on your podcast player. Yep, yep, yep. gloves off this time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I know one thing you and I have talked about many a time, and I think it was a discussion about this that gave us the idea even to have this rant episode, is some terminology, some of the popular terminology going on today in beer. Oh, God. And and the one I hate- It's going to happen. You know where we're we're going, Uh, right? Yes. Uh, uh, The one I hate the most is sessionable. Sessionable? I hate sessionable. First of all, because it's not a real word- (laughs) It's not English. I am. I am a grammar snob. Uh, uh, but it's not a word. And I'm sure someone is out there taking a picture of their of their Funkin Wagnalls. Yeah, <laughs> Funkin <and laughs> Wagnels. Do, do, do Funkin Wagnalls make one anymore? That's that's a laugh in reference. Do they actually <laughs> they, make dictionaries anymore? <laughs> I have no
1: idea. If they if anybody actually has one, the pages are probably all decay- crusty and stuck together, and crack they when you try are. to try to turn the page.
0: Oh. That's um yeah, I guess Webster's would be the, the more <laughs> modern equivalent, but I don't know, I have this image of Goldie Hawn on Laughing mm-hmm. doing funkin' vitals. But but sessionable, not a word. Not yeah. a word. And the implication to me that that the you have to actually distinguish that a beer is something you can actually sit and have a few of versus what's the norm these days, which is nine percent. Um I, I just hate that. I hate it, I hate I hate high A B V. Yep, me um, too. I i the fact that you have to distinguish that way those those should be the exceptions the doubles the triples the high alcohol a beer should be sessionable by definition so throw that word away i now i know you hate the other way that word is typically used yeah and and it
1: can be used in, as a synonym or as a uh, a term for you know something that people could really have a lot of crushable Mm-hmm. I hate that. "Crushable" is a term that should be used in the box manufacturing industry, <laughs> or perhaps by someone who makes corrugated cardboard. A beer is not crushable. Use your can, perhaps. <laughs> use your goddamn words and stop <laughs> making up bullshit. Oh, this this beer is totally crushable, dude. I hate it. it drives me nuts. I hear it. We've got. A local, you know, one of our radio stations here in Madison, they have this, They had this, on Thursday mornings, they'd have this tasting, beer tasting thing. And they'd have this, like, liquor store owners and stuff and talking about beer. And sometimes they'd have the brewers and talk about beer. Drives me nuts. I have to change the channel every time. And that's my favorite radio station because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and they just, all they do is talk about how crushable things are. And oh my god so here's my rant besides crushable like I said use your damn words okay ones that really exist describe what's going on and I think part of our communication deficit that we have in our society is the fact that people don't know how to adequately express themselves verbally
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I, I think that's very true but we can go down a serious path here in that Yes, I think a lot of the problems we have today is that there. Part of it is that people don't know how to express themselves clearly. The other is that people don't have the patience to to listen to what's really being said.
1: Yeah, we'll parlay that. I think you have both of those. Yeah,
0: I think we'll parlay that into another episode. But
1: (laughs) the this whole idea of because you're in the beer industry, you know, an expert that needs to be listened to, drives me nuts. Now. That probably drives me nuts, and I probably hate it because I'm looking at it from the absolute outside as that small percentage of people that is an industry expert and is technically proficient. And you hear these other folks that are in the commercial sector trying to describe why something is the way it is, and I want to lose my mind. (laughs) Yeah, sure, because they're wrong. (laughs) <laughs> Usually. And, <laughs> and I just, Usually. I cringe. It just, ugh, to the point where, and I'm not the kind of guy that, you know, shakes my fist at traffic and talks to the radio. But, Yet. well, there is room for improvement. But I have to, I have to turn channel. I just, I can't, it, my blood pressure immediately goes up. And it, that comes down to the other thing that I absolutely, drives me freaking insane which is why I gave up on social media a long time ago, is the fact that when you do have a technical answer, everybody else, and by the everybody else, like in the social media sphere that happens to be following that tag or that thread, in this case, like on a hop growing forums pages, want to fight with you about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And said, you know, you say, you know what? That's where my, my terminology comes. You can do anything you want, right? But, When you show me a picture of a hop cone that's bigger than the palm of your hand, and it's got four-inch leaves coming out of it, and you're proud of that, that's a problem. And you try and help people and say, well, actually, X, Y, and Z, this happened this week, right? It's doing this because of these these issues you're over-fertilizing. So don't be prescribing your fertilizing regimen to other people when you're doing it wrong to begin with.
0: Now I and guess I'm sure that was not met with um with appreciation. Well, I didn't quite say it that way, but oh.
1: it was met cordially and wow, I didn't know that. Thank you so much for you know I learned something today. Great, excellent. That's the way we should have the discourse. That is one percent of the responses that I get mm-hmm. when you try to help people. They don't want that. That's not what they're on
0: that platform to do. And no, they're there. They're there to 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 pump their chest, and show you how great they are. Right,
1: but then they're also the ones that believe that they're, they can espouse the the knowledge to help other people. That is where I just come off the rails. <laughs> I hate that. Well, that's why we started it's, teaching classes for with Gorse Valley when we were doing it, because the information out there was so freaking awful, I couldn't stand by and do nothing. So, there. Okay, I feel a little better now.
0: Well, and, and I had social media on my list as well, and, and the way I listed it was it's a necessary evil. And, and for us in particular, look, we're, we're trying to grow the podcast and get more people involved. The way to find people is, is social media. Without social media, it's not going to happen. We uh, Look, you and I talked about this. I doubled up on Instagram posts a couple of weeks ago, and our downloads shot up. So more people are finding us. Due to all of that, now all of the listeners right th- right now, if you can all just tell a friend or two, I won't need to use social media anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Consider it a personal favor uh, for for really my, my for pro- both of us. <laughs> my, my problem with social media, uh, it, part of it is that yeah, no one really wants an answer. The other part of it, as a as a human being who would like to have a healthy mental state of mind, who is raising to. Little people who I'd like to grow up with a healthy state of mind, the worldview you're presented to on social media makes you feel so inadequate and feel like everyone else's life is perfect and yours sucks. And that's the part of it that just drives me insane. Um, I I hate that. I hate what it does to people when folks take it too seriously. Um, I I find the whole thing to be just just poisonous. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has an opinion, and they all stink, right? Mm-hmm. And there is quite the difference between an opinion
0: and a fact. <laughs> and people people don't understand that a lot of times, especially on social media. Well, we're seeing that now. The diff- you know, especially with all the the science around everything going on in the world right now, and every you know everyone wants to put their opinion out there instead of listening to the facts. But even the facts are are all muddied about by people's opinion of the facts so that, that that's a whole nother oh it's a whole nother conversation
1: okay my turn <laughs> so the, the other thing since we're talking about facts mm-hmm. that drives me up a tree that i hate okay copycat farmers copycat farmers that they, they, they just they mimic whatever they find somebody else doing and they don't take the time to understand why they're doing it and to ask the question Why is this what I should be doing? And those are usually the first ones that say, well, you can't do it like that. Why not? Well, that's just – that's not how you do it.
0: I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, anything worth doing is worth doing well, I I think is the phrase. Yep. And if you don't know why you're doing something – no, granted, I'm the first one to run to YouTube when I'm trying to figure out how to fix something that's broken. But – uh, to your point, I like to know why the instructions I'm being given actually work and and why it makes sense so that if that doesn't fix my problem, it might at least lead me to a better understanding of what the hell's going on.
1: I think it's fine to follow instructions so that it gets you from point A to point B when the system is simple enough that you don't have to be concerned about the nuances, right? But in mm-hmm. hop growing, that is not the case because there is so much that is unknown. There's absolutely no way somebody can come to you and give you a, a checklist of everything you need to do right down the you know, right down the page in order for you to hit eighteen hundred pounds to the acre. It's not gonna happen. But that's what people are either told to believe by their other so called experts, or They're led to believe that, usually by university extension folks who are out there just regurgitating whatever was published in the Pacific Northwest
0: that won't work for shit in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Yep, easy button. Right. That'll be the first Instagram post already thinking about my social media. We'll throw Uh, up the Staples easy button there.
1: Speaking of social media and throwing up. That didn't take long, okay. <laughs> no, I just I had to put those together because how could I, how could I oh, okay. let that go?
0: Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna take us back to the tap room. Here. So when, when you go to get you know, when what do you pro- blah, blah, blah. getting aggravated? Mm-hmm. It all worked up. Who who is that product for? When you're when you're brewing beer, who is that product for? Not a trick question. Oh, okay. It's for the consumer. <laughs> it's for the consumer. It's for, it's for the uh, adult human consumer. It's not for your dog. It's not for your kids. <laughs> Pets and children in tap rooms, they do not belong there. Amen, brother. I I absolutely hate it. I, do I hate too. it so much.
1: I there's a There's a brewery in Wisconsin that they're sort of out in the industrial park and they got a big old pond and whatnot and it's they call it the backyard and it's like you go there on the weekends or when you used to be able to go there on the weekends there'd just be hundreds of people out there and i think they all had a a, a golden retriever and a couple of toddlers why why are they well we mm-hmm. want to get outside and go do something go to the freaking park right don't come right but that's me and we talked about this Many episodes ago where I said, I want to be that old curmudgeon sitting in the dark corner bar. And you said, that's going to be the bar we'll open when we're retired. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yep. And there's a, there's another bar here in Madison, uh, not a brewery. It's, it's a bar called the Malt House and no TV, right? No music. You go in there to enjoy the beer in a conversation if you want it. And mm-hmm. it's
0: glorious. <laughs> it's absolutely it, glorious. It, oh, that that does sound nice. I mean we we talked about it, I think, when we did the brewer webinar, that do you want, you know, windows and wide open spaces and all that, or do you want the kind of place you can walk into and lose a few hours and not even know if it got dark out or not? And it depends on my mood, but man, there are times it's nice to all of a sudden look at your watch and go, Oh my god, is that what time it is? The number of the number of
1: awesome pubs that i went to a year ago when we were in wales and and england oh my god some of them were wood panelled some of them were were down in the basement with all these brick arches holding up the eight floors above them and and big comfy chairs and everything is is cask ale hand pulled and i was like i'm going to have my mail delivered here <laughs> i i this is it. See you later. And it was, we were with our friends and, and, uh, we're walking down the street, you know, in this tiny little community. And there's, you know, just a little sign on the sidewalk, chalkboard with an arrow, right? And it said ale. And I was like, yoink, right down the alley. And Joy, <laughs> Joy, my wife goes, well, there, there he goes. <laughs> and then Grant, my buddy, was right behind me. And so he and, His wife and my wife went off and they were doing something. They're like, well, I heard her say, it's like, well, at least we know where they are. (laughs) (laughs) And we were in there for hours and it was glorious. And you know what? It was me and him and the publican, the guy pulling the tap and I think another patron or two. It was freaking awesome. That is great. That is absolutely great. It it (laughs) fit like a, your favorite like wool sweater. You can just sort of sweatshirt. You just like snuggle into it, just like super comfy, <laughs> unpretentious. Ugh, got goosebumps now. That's a oh. that's a different episode. Things I love, but I I bring that up because yeah. it's it, it, it's the opposite of kids and pets. It is, and it's it's like the opposite of what is supposed to be normal now, and and I I hate it. I just absolutely
0: hate it. Yeah, I I had an experience. Well, Recently, but but you know, recently a few months ago, sitting outside and actually working with with a coworker of mine, we were sitting outside on a beautiful day in I think it was February, uh, with a couple of notebooks and we're sitting there with a couple of beers with a heat lamp over us, and there are some kids running around the tables, and at one point we said, "Hey guys, could you could you not run in circles around our table?" <laughs> They're literally running around our table in a circle so 10 minutes later they go in and they come back out with their mom who was nice about it but basically said were were they bothering you they said you yelled at them and i said we did not yell at them they were running in a circle right around us we just asked them to kind of you know not knock over the stuff that's sitting right here because we're we're trying to enjoy ourselves and so then she sat outside with them while they ran around in circles.
1: Right. So that's supposedly
0: she's parenting at that point. Yeah. Which she wasn't 10 minutes prior because her kids were outside and they, she and the rest of the you know, the parents were inside. Right. But the
1: fact oh. that you bring your children there and think it's a playground when other people are around. I mean, she might as well have sat there and started smoking. Right. <laughs> True. And it's like you are do not have the right to... Impinge upon what I'm doing here. Your children, this is not a playground. Take them someplace they belong.
0: And see, you just gave me an idea. The next time kids start running around me,
1: I'll start smoking. There you go. Well, usually what happens when kids are being really obnoxious around me, I just start swearing a blue streak. There you go. Even on, like, airplanes.
0: <laughs> Especially on airplanes. I just
1: drop the F-bomb and and several other swear words that have never been invented. Uh, I I'm really
0: good at it. Nice. I I like that. Yeah, and they they just get out.
1: They get out of it. They get they leave. You know, especially if they're of course if their parents aren't out there, then you know
0: they're not going to hear it. uh, But uh, but they will if you uh, say uh, it loud enough. That's true. That's true. Or or they'll look a little horrified if you
1: say if you touch me one more time, I'm going to pull your goddamn arms off. Then they might come out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But hey. Oh, stay away from stay away from the crabby people. Yeah, that and and pets. I, I am not a dog person. I I say that just just very mm-hmm. generically. And this, there's something about folks who think that. Well, oh, my dog's very friendly. That's nice. I don't need his mouth in my crotch. Exactly. Yep. Or I, I just I don't need it running around. You know,
1: little ankle biters running around underneath pub tables or whatever. And or you're sitting there having standing there having a beer with your friends and your and your dog,
0: if it's even on a leash, has got his nose in your crotch. That or the the two dogs who meet and there's a there's a yelp and I, you know, jump and drop my beer. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, that that happens. Yeah, that absolutely happens. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's keep them at home. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you want to go and enjoy a beer
0: with your friends or your significant other, get a babysitter. Yeah. Sorry. You know. Help the economy, help a teenager earn a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. You're not solving any problems or or being a good parent by dragging them to a brewery. There
1: is there is a, a, a taproom style though that they, they call, you know, the community center style. And I hate those. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, so so
0: other things I hate since we're on tap okay, rooms. Sure. Live music. Okay. See I, I wrote down loud music and and this is tough for me because as you know I, I play. <laughs> so yep. I love going out and playing but being somewhere concert. where you, um uh, yeah when when you're somewhere <laughs> where you can't have a conversation it, I I've been to a couple of places where they're very good about keeping the volume at the right level. And it takes having the right acoustics and all that. But more often than not when the band starts up, you know, Good luck actually being able to hear yourself think. If you have to be amplified to play in a bar, don't play. That's a pretty good. That's That's a pretty good lipstick right there.
1: I again, it goes back to no kids and no dogs in the tap room. Just chill, right? I mean, TVs don't bother me so much as long as, like you say, the volume isn't turned up super loud, and you know, as long as they're not playing Fox News. But uh, that doesn't bother me so much, and certainly, I like it when it's like. Badger football Saturday, and it's a good old time. Everybody's there for the same same reason. You go to the pub because, well, you can have a beer and you can yeah. watch the game. I suppose people do the same thing. It's like, well, you go to the pub to have a beer and listen to music. Okay, but you can have a beer and listen to music in Wisconsin at a concert.
0: <laughs> yeah, I... Uh,
1: you so I just, I can't... Yeah. It's
0: me again for me, I enjoy the live music. If it's the kind of music I like and if the volume is still at a level where a conversation can be had, mm-hmm. it's, it's gotta that has to happen. And then I'll take it one step further. At the same time, again, as a musician, even if I'm not enjoying the music, if you're, if you're there and you're not clapping your hands for those guys after every single song, get the hell out. <laughs> they're, they're there and they're trying. So I, I'm a big proponent of, of thanking the band, unless they completely suck. You don't agree with that at all?
1: How did, how, how did this band get in my bar while I'm trying to drink? That's well, the thing. I will purposely ask for the concert schedule or the band schedule to avoided. avoid mm-hmm. those nights.
0: Yep. Yep. And I know people that do that. Yep. But, and I've had several you know meetings.
1: I do the same thing with Trivia Night because it drives oh. me
0: insane but i know you like trivia night, I, I, it's so. grown on me it it i used to avoid it and then i couldn't avoid it because my schedule was such that that's the night i was i had to be there it was dance night so i had Ooh. to go to the bar uh and, and i trivia kind of grew on me a little bit mostly because we are the running joke of trivia night because we're a bunch of old men sitting at the table and they're asking questions about Beyonce and we're just like well, I, I don't know Beyonce Beyonce who <laughs> and, and we keep, and exactly. between every round we go is the next round civil war trivia because we're good at that, we're, we're that we <laughs> you got a couple of civil war vets mm-hmm. over here <laughs> so we we've turned it into a you know we' we're, we're the we're the funny old curmudgeons at trivia night so we've, we've made it work in our favor it's become amusing
1: we did years ago when we were just recently out of graduate school back when Hooters was still around that was the only place that had trivia we would go there and they banned us from playing trivia because we kept winning (laughs) Nice. a bunch of scientists and engineers and a couple of like, uh, um, there's one, uh, once one of them had their PhD in philosophy and, and it was, it's Hooters, right? They're not the most difficult questions, but we had a really well-rounded and it's like you win so many, like four or five in a row. Then you get like, Hey, you get this wing party on a, you know, on the, on a Packers home game day for 12 of your friends. And it's like for a year, it's like every month and a half of us again. And then it's like, yeah, you guys can't play anymore.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So let's see what, so, so here's something I don't like in terms of packaging. I, I am not a fan of the, the four packs of 16 ounce cans. I want my six pack back. I want my six pack of 12 ounce cans back.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think that whole four pack thing, 16 ounce was like, well, it's a pint and that's what you're going to get at the tap room. So why don't you just get a pint? It's like, well, maybe I don't want a pint. Why Why can't I get eight ounce pounders at that point? Well, it's more packaging. Right. But I, I don't disagree. It doesn't really chat my ass, but it, at the same
0: time, it's like, eh. There was a period of time when it was hovering 50-50 between the two, and, and I would proactively avoid the four-packs. I wanted I wanted my six 12-ounce cans, and now you cannot find them. Well, unless you're buying Bud. No, we have them all over the place. Oh, the not house. here. Everything is 16-ounce cans. Yeah, no, here it's – I would say it's probably
1: 60-40, and 40% of the four-packers. Maybe, maybe even oh, less. Oh, wow. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Our standard format is is uh, 12 by 6. I miss them. Yeah. It's a good. Yeah. Well, you know, it is Connecticut. Yeah. So. yeah I don't know what they're thinking. They should, well, they should you're, take you're, their leave. You're still you cutting guys. your teeth. Yeah. Well, shouldn't well, everybody? Well, well no. No. <laughs> I mean, except for the. Political I was, I was landscape. just, I was anyway. going to bring up Jesse Ventura, but I, I won't. Uh, no, that's Minnesota, that Minnesota, dude. You Minnesota and Wisconsin are two different states.
0: <laughs> Anything west of like Pennsylvania to me, and east of California is the, the Midwest. In quotation marks. Yes,
1: yes, I understand. You're one of those elite East Coasters yep. that you know we're in flyover states. Uh
0: huh. Exactly, flyover states.
1: Bastard. <laughs> Things I hate. People who think we're in live and fly over states.
0: <laughs> uh, Man, I really thought Bantoro uh, was yours. You had so some had some no. job running things for a while. Yeah, his name was Scott
1: Walker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the one who didn't have a college degree and thought that all professors did nothing and should have to actually te- teach extra classes because they're getting paid too much to oh, do nothing. Gee. Anyway, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Things, things I hate. hate. See, you're getting me all all Isn't that the point? up.
0: This is supposed to things it's supposed to make I hate. Feel better though, t- not, not worse. We we talked
1: about this in uh, a recent podcast. Oh God, bullshit well.
0: again.
1: Not yeah, bullshits. Um, no, everybody already knows that grinds my gears. No, Tapper and stuff. John. <laughs> John, John. bartender, bartender, John, who's a home brewer, or even if he's not a home brewer, he's a Cicerone. And he's going to, he feels compelled to puke his information all over me. And even to the point of telling me when I order a beer, telling me in some cases why that's really not a good representation of that Hmm. style. And I have been known on many occasions to look at them and say, thank you all for my own opinion. Leave, basically, the next time you try and tell me what I'm supposed to think, I'm not going to be so polite.
0: That drives me nuts.
1: Absolutely drives me
0: nuts. Well, you should ask him, you know, if it's not that good, why don't you offer it to me at a discount? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What would you suggest I go down the street? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You got hey, you got any of your own stuff back there under the counter? You you bring it exactly. As a matter of fact, you
1: got to be careful because they might. I I always have it on me. Yeah, of course. This one's made with yeast from my beard. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, Uh, because they always have a beard. Uh, Always. Yep. Always have a beard, and now more common than not are wearing suspenders. Oh, that's interesting. That hasn't made its way out yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it has something to do with the fact that they don't have to wear a belt and don't realize how tubby mm-hmm. they become. But that's just a theory. <laughs> it's, but it's a it's a theory uh, born of observation. Uh, that's how the best theories yeah. are born. Absolutely. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. John. Uh, John's become okay. a new recurring okay. character for us.
1: Conferences where all of the speakers are university people and nobody is speaking from commercial experience. Mm. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, I can't take it. And I'm usually the guy standing in the back that when questions get asked, I can't help but answer them because the people who are giving the presentation don't have the first freaking clue about how, what they're talking about relates to the real world. Not, not all of them. So I won't you know, use that as a blanket statement. Most of them and the vast majority of them, no clue. And usually they'll say, well, I don't know. Somebody will raise their hand and say, well, I have this problem and that's what I'm seeing. You know, uh, uh, how should I, and they're like, I, yeah, I, I can't help you.
0: And it's funny because we started this kind of complaining about folks that ignore, you know, when we talked about social media, Complaining about people that ignore the science and ignore the facts and now turning it around saying the pure academians, they, they don't have the application side of things. So mm-hmm. they've got all the facts but zero perspective to put it all the Or they could say, yeah, you
1: know what? That is a problem and you should spray that you know, or spray this fungicide in order to control that. And I'm like, yeah, and you're going to do that. When it's got a th- a thirty day pre harvest interval and you're gonna spray it a week before harvest, yeah, that's not gonna work. Oh well, I don't know anything about your like. Oh yeah, that, that's apparent. That's very apparent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, or they'll say, no, you need to do this or X, Y, or Z, and somebody says that's gonna cost. You know how much it's gonna cost? And they'll be like, no. <laughs> but this is what you should do. Yeah, no, dummy. People with industry experience that can take the tech, technological and make it relevant boots in the dirt. This is not, you know, a lecture for researchers. This is talking to people who are looking to you as a subject matter expert to help them figure out what they're
0: going to do. Yeah. And the, the real life application of this stuff is so, you know, I'm going to say critical. If we haven't said it in a while. It, and yeah, it's true. one of those things. It's one of the reasons that even though we are well aware, I think, that the majority of our listeners are on the growing side of things, we still like to talk brewing quite a bit because that's where your product's going. Talking mm-hmm. to brewers, talking about the brewing process, it, it's very relevant beyond the harvest.
1: Like in Wisconsin, every year they have a,
0: like a grower
1: seminar. It's like a half a day, three quarters of a day. They don't have a single industry person speak. They're all university people. And every year it's the same topics. Downy mildew and irrigation and all this kind of stuff. It's like, what are these people getting out of it? And then I look in Wisconsin and I look at the state of the hop growing industry. And I'm like, I can see what the reflection is of the information that's available to them. Of course, the university never and the States, never been interested in and promoting hops here like some of the other
0: states have so that's really a tragedy but uh, I'm just Yeah depressed. I was going to say this is this is not giving us the uh the ha oh, that that wonderful release feeling now now we're just mad there's there's something you haven't brought up there's a word that I know you can't stand juicy ju- <laughs> no juicy's not the one I was thinking of but you're on the right track
1: the one I can't stand
0: Hazy? No, no. I'm thinking about a... Well, just a, say it. A, a, dank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had that written down here. If James doesn't say dank, you have to bring it up. <laughs> An earthy. Dank. Juicy. Okay, here's the thing.
1: So, I don't think I told... I don't think I've mentioned it on this podcast. I think I mentioned it on a on the brewer seminar thing that I'm outlining a book right now, all about the science of aroma as it's specific to hops and sensory perception and all these sorts of things. And if you look at, I think I talked about this in our aroma episode or a sensory episode about how like all these hop aroma wheels have like 12 different characteristics or more. That's total bullshit. Because some of those categories are 100% subjective. And when you start to whittle away at the sensory perception science, organoleptic as it's called, and you start breaking them apart, you really get into like six basic groups. Those basic groups sort of subdivide into other characteristics. But ultimately, when you look at how we describe aromas we do it in a way that elicits an experience right a sense memory of some sort so when you say dank you think of like a a musty old you know damp basement right some people will call that earthy some people call it dank some people call it like blue cheese or moldy or things like that but it elicits a sense memory that's how these characteristics end up getting described in hops. So dank, I can see, because dank describes a condition, right, that we can associate. Juicy does not. <laughs> <laughs> juicy is not an aroma. Juicy is not a flavor. I I would have to, I'm going to have to say I hate juicy more than really? dank.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: It, it's, it's close. It is close. But juicy makes one think of what what's it make you think of when you say juicy orange oranges why why because they're what is it what what is the juice that comes out so it's it's the liquid that's held encapsulated inside of a vessel by the same definition a big old gooey mess from a bloated deer carcass is also juicy <laughs> oh Lord. Thanks for that. (laughs) Right? Yes, uh, I suppose. But dank, dank is dank. Dank describes a sense memory. Juicy does not.
0: And yet not. Stop saying juicy. Dank is not a sense memory (laughs) that that I want to drink. I didn't say that it had to be one that you wanted to drink.
1: But it does describe a sense memory that is closely related to an aroma. Juicy does not. Stop using it. I'm going to cut you. <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, I'm sweating. Yeah, I, I don't feel... Be- <laughs> I thought I'd feel better. And... I, <laughs> I, I feel a little better. But... Oh. This
1: is not the catharsis I was no. looking
0: for. No, no. It, it It has wound me up a little bit more than I thought it would. <laughs> i am thankful we did this in the evening if, if we'd done this on the heels of coffee imagine how much worse we'd feel well just the whole day mm-hmm. it'd be like oh man just just mad just mad about all of it. at least
1: i can go to sleep and reset
0: but you're right we should follow this up with a you know th- things we love because really I, it's a wonderful time to be alive if you like beer th- there's enough variety you can mm-hmm. avoid the you know the pastry stouts and all oh, the juicy and the crushables and all the things mm-hmm. that we talked about but yeah maybe, oh, maybe yes. that's the, the the next step here is to next time talk about the things that we'd like
1: yeah exactly I like that he's got his nose in your crotch